Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 55 of the Chamboard and Chance podcast, where we are filled with boundless, frivolous, and quite possibly foolish optimism, which we'll get to later. My name is Chamberlain. I write the game, or I write infinitebacklog.com. Chance is here, who writes the games of chance.blogspot.com. Chance, you've got the sexy voice this time. I do. Hey. I'm ill again. Hey. It's too cold. Oh, it's the weather baby. that gets you. It's, it's the cold weather, the cold air. More than baritone. <laughs> Ooh. That's right. Sing some, sing some Barry White for me. Let's go. Yeah. Like I'm late night by jazz, my suitcase. Try <laughs> to find a warm place to spend the night. That's sorry, not that. Brooke Benton, I'm sorry. And Alex is here. Alex, how you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. All right. Two days from the end of the world, you're surviving? Oh, it's oh, it's not going to come in two days. Give, oh, give it wow. six months. Okay, okay, okay. No, we're not going to talk about politics today. We're not going to talk about politics. <laughs> it's so bad that Bush Sr. is going to die. Yeah. Imagine uh, that. I can't stand to see what's happening to my party. <laughs> if I saw you get elected, I would literally die. Doctor's oh. orders, swear to God. <laughs> so uh, I played a game that wasn't Overwatch or Darkest Dungeon. In fact, I beat Are a game that okay? wasn't Overwatch or Darkest Dungeon. No, he's not. No, I'm sick. I'm very yeah, sick. That's he's very why. sick. Clearly. I'm sick again. But before I got sick, I finished Shantae Half-Genie Hero. Hey, all right. And I don't know why I felt compelled to do so. Oh. Um, yeah, I, you know, and, and having finished it, like, there's there's little to complain about. There are some, some things to complain about. But really, it is like a definitive 7.5 game hmm. where, yeah, it's pretty good. Is it great? No. No. No, it's not. It's um, aspects of it are great. Uh, I think the animations are really good. I think... Um, the uh, uh, the character art I think is really really good. It's very expressive. There's a lot of there's a lot of comedy in it. There's a lot of a uh, um, I don't know a levity to it. It's it's really charming and nice and and light. Um, and all the transformations they always feel really cool whenever you use them. Um, you get like eight fucking transformations by the end of the game. Wow. Yes, and they're all, um, the thing is, like, there are some skills, sometimes you'll find a secret room, and in that secret room is a skill for one of your transformations. So, like, with your little monkey, uh, form, you can climb up walls, kind of like, um, like the cat would climb walls in Looney Tunes Adventures for NES, if you remember that. God, that's a call out, holy cow. You have, yeah, you have to hit jump again and again as you go up the walls, and, uh, but if you're not jumping, he will cling to the wall, and then you get a thing called a monkey bullet, where if you press away from the wall and attack, he will shoot away from the wall. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's kind of cool. It's not useful all that much. It, it's a great band name. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey Bullet. Um, punk. They'd have to be a punk band. Yeah, or speed metal. Yeah, there and, you go. And later in the game, there's one, uh, it's called Sonar for the bat form. The bat form is a really stupid form. You turn into a bat, and you can fly for as long as you want, as long as it's horizontal in any either direction so you can't go up you can't go down you just hover and bat sonar all it does is it allows you to navigate one room in the entire game that is pitch black and filled with instant death spikes and it has no other purpose. There's uh, there's a lot in the game and you can tell that uh, way forward care a lot more about Shantae than they do any other license shit but there's a lot of stuff in the game where it's like you really don't feel like this developer is actually actually has any sort of concept of um, 
of ratcheting things up complexity-wise as a game goes on and making things more interesting and building on the mechanics that it introduced earlier on. Mm. Um, it's just kind of like what would be an interesting thing to see. Okay. Um, like I told you guys a while ago about the, the factory that's making mermaids. Yes. Yes. Kidnapping people and making mermaids, yeah. Yes, and in, in the factory there are these rings that the girls are hanging on before the fish bite onto their undersides and turn them into mermaids, basically. <laughs> and uh, you can jump up and grab these rings, and it's before you get any navigation abilities that would allow you to go through this area without using the rings. And so, you know, that's a fine idea. That's a fine idea. But just the execution is just a little fucked, where if you jump at the ring and you're going up towards it, you won't grab it. You have to have reached the apex of your jump and are then falling down and then hit the ring on the way down, and that's the only way to grab it. Mm. It's just little niggles like that. Mm. Like, why? That's not really... Like, it doesn't feel quite natural it's, to me. It's, it's the curtain you know, pulling back just a bit, and you realize that they really are just a shitty developer who makes licensed titles. Well, the thing is, 7.5. I wouldn't go so far as to okay. say shitty. But it's also not something that I want to like, oh, man, you got to check out Shantae. Like, and then today on my lunch break, I don't know why, I started up Dragon's Crown. Oh, and, then no. I th- and then I thought, wait a minute, I still haven't finished Odin Sphere with the localization, so I started up Odin Sphere. And going back into it, it was so perfect <laughs> that it just, like, Shantae, like, get the fuck off my Vita. I think I have a physical cart, and I'm kind of ashamed of it now. Like, you know, it's not bad. It's not bad. 7.5, you know, you know. Worth your money, I guess. Worth worth the time, but sh- it's sure not. It's sure not like pushing at an eight. It's really not. It's it's, it's comfortable when it's in. Yeah, it's in. <laughs> yeah. But nice presentation. Really good music. I'll yep. give it really yeah, good music. Okay. Yeah. And Shante is charming in herself. She's she's yes. an interesting looking character. Okay. I have played nothing but Watch Dogs too. Now, uh, wa- uh, now is it because Watch Dogs Two is not shit? Uh, Watch Dogs 2 is not shit. Watch Dogs 2 is actually not bad at all. Because... Eyes in the face. No, because... Okay, Watch Dogs, as a core game, was little more than a Grand Theft Auto ripoff with some of that nonsense hacking stuff in there. Yeah. The problem with Watch Dogs is that Aiden Pierce is an irredeemable douchebag. That's certainly one of them. That's one of the problems. It's the one that we get complained about the most. Then there's issues where a lot of the missions are kind of um, samey and the driving wasn't so hot. Um, and, and for me... Not very fun to play. Well, that, well I didn't mind playing it, for, but for me... Graphically unimpressive. Well, okay. For what it was, it looked fine. Compared to the old bull shots, it wasn't as good as it should have been. Not even close. But for me, it just took itself so seriously. It was so drag. It was just drab. Grim you know? dark. Yes. Whereas Watch Dogs 2 acknowledges how silly the whole concept of the game is and just has fun with it. It's not quite Saints Roll levels of silliness. No one's chasing anyone around with a giant phallus, which I'm okay with, but it acknowledges that the core idea of hacking things with your phone is ridiculous. And the characters are having fun with this silliness. The characters are amusing. You've got a crew of people who it's actually fun to listen to them talk to each other. The missions are kind of silly for the most part. It's, it's, it's the whole thing is just lighter, like you said with Shantae. It's just not grimdark, blah, blah, blah. And Aiden shows up once, doesn't say anything, and runs off. They're like, was that, the, was that the vigilante from Chicago? Yeah, it was Aiden Pierce. And he's gone. You don't see him again. Now, um, my, for some reason, my first question is, is that ball on a rope really fun to hit people with? No, because you hit one yeah. button and it's just a melee attack. 
You don't really do anything with it. It's 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 a shooter. I mean, what it what it wants you to play it as a stealth game. It gives you a lot of tools to play it as a stealth game. You've got a little two wheeled robot you can roll around in, and you've got a um, a drone you can fly around. You can use those for, to get away with a lot of stealth and not well, uh, fight what's people. Kids, what's the kid's name? Uh, Marcus. Okay, well, I I get from what I've read, Marcus does not seem like the type of character who you can really see picking up again and killing a bunch of people. He doesn't. And yet that's how I'm playing it anyway because I'm lazy. <laughs> because the situation is usually, it's usually easier to go in and just start shooting people. Mm-hmm. Because I oftentimes find stealth tedious, especially when it's, I don't know. I mean, the stealth is not that great. And the shooting is passable. But, <sighs> but I, I, I don't know, I can't explain it. I'm really enjoying it. Part of it is because parts of it are honestly funny. It's lampooning all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. It's made fun of uh, Martin Screlly, that guy who bought the Wu-Tang Clan yeah, yeah, album. Yeah. It made fun of him. It's made fun of Scientology. It's made fun of Google and its hiring practice in Silicon Valley. Um, it, it's this great sequence where Marcus is a black guy and one of the other members of DeadSec is a black guy who happens to work for Noodle, which is the Google ripoff. Mm-hmm. And they have to get into the, the server farm underneath Noodle. So they go in and Marcus is like, dude, I'm scared. There's nobody like us here. And the other guy's like, yeah, we're the only two black guys on campus. <laughs> so they're just completely skewering Silicon Valley, not hiring people of color. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then Marcus says, well, if they see, if they see two of us together, they're going to think we're plotting. And the guy's like, well, we are plotting. What's the problem? So it was, <laughs> it just, I mean, just last night, it, 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 one of the characters died. Actually, the other black guy died. Um, and it got a little serious for its own good because suddenly you're this revenge guy going after a gang. But hopefully it, it dives right back into the silliness. And it's also, I mean, it's San Francisco. So it's very diverse, both economically. You've got like the nice areas and you've got slums. And um, at least one, if not two, of the characters are, are are trans, and it makes it makes absolutely no business about it. There's this one person; she she is an older woman, and it's pretty obvious she's trans. It's not really brought it up, but I mean, it's got a man's voice, so she looks like she's trans. But it's just not it's not an issue. It's just a thing. Her name is Melissa or something like that. So it's like, wow, that's actually pretty, you know, forward. When. when uh... When you think Ubisoft Montreal, you don't really think of doing, how to put it, uh, doing representation well. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I can think of a bunch of examples of them really fucking it up either, um, unless we count, uh, <laughs> the excuse for not having girls in that multiplayer <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Well, they're hard to animate. What are you talking about? But I don't know. I, you know I find the only those... reason why they did anything in Black Flags because they had to bring up uh, slavery and it tap dance around that as carefully as they could. Yeah. Now, it's um Actually, it wasn't that bad in Assassin's Creed 3 either. It really wasn't. Like I remember I remember as someone who lives in like a city with a very high native population, I actually found that pretty tasteful. That was I never really played through 3. How'd it was the... terrible. Oh. It was, it it was wasn't absolutely terrible. Awful. It man, do I need to go back and find my review? That was the shittiest Assassin's Creed game ever. So there was no fast <sighs> travel. You just had to run through corridors or underground. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It had the fucking that, underground shit, man. That made me angry just reading that. Just okay, just slow walking with a torch. Watch Dogs Two with a torch. has fast travel everywhere unlocked from the very beginning. Mm. You can fast travel pretty much anywhere on the map as soon as you get there. As soon as you start, all of San Francisco and Oakland is opened up, and you can fast travel wherever you want to go. That's weird. 
Oh, you get to, oh, you're in Oakland. Fantastic. Yeah, you've got Oakland in there too. So, so like they address like you know Silicon Valley just destroying property value for anyone that's not. Uh, they actually do mention that there's these places that were priced out of Silicon Valley that that uh, that um, the government's trying to push them out of there now. So I mean, there's police corruption. There's I mean, it, it, it touches on all these little things, and it's it's not. The only thing that's heavy-handed is there's one gang that's all Hispanics, and they sound really stereotypical Cheech and Chong oh, Hispanic, oh. like "Yo, ese man, let's go down to get some weed, man." It's bad. It's <laughs> Chivato, hey, man. Like get years. that gringo out of here. I mean, it's it's. I haven't bad. heard the word essay in my entire three years in the kitchens. Yo, ese. What is it? Does essay just mean fucker? What does it mean? Essay? I, I don't know. It's I, just like a dude. It's like dude. Okay, say, then, I don't, it's not what, really derivative. It's just it's like saying "Hey, dude." It's way now. Like G U G H U E Y, basically just means dude. Yeah, yeah. It's so, not... what does punta mean? No, uh, I mean punta is derogatory. Uh, yeah, but what does it mean? I don't dickhead. Uh, vagina. Oh, oh okay. it does. Oh, okay. 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 I don't know. Because I I always think More of that the uh, uh, the Quentin Tarantino joke in Desperado. <laughs> You guys, Remi- you guys remind are, us, remind us. You don't us. remember the Quentin Tarantino No, joke I don't from, remember. Okay. From, come on. I've never seen Desperado. Okay, so uh, this uh, this this guy walks up to a bar, and, he's, and he says to the bartender, Hey, man, come over here, come over here. I'll bet you $100 that I can piss standing over here into that cup way over there, five feet away on the bar, and not spill a single solitary drop. Martin says, you're crazy. No one can do that, especially without spilling a single solitary drop. He goes, I will bet you $100 right fucking now that I can make that piss and not spill a single drop. Martin says, young man, you got to bet. So the kid whips out his dick, pisses all over everything. He's pissing on the bar stools, on the floor, on the food, on the phone, on the bar. He's pissing on everything. <laughs> and then, uh, the, the, and meanwhile, the bartender is laughing his ass oh, off. Okay. He's like, you freaking idiot. You got in everything except the glass. You owe me $100, punta. And he goes, all right, there you go. He goes, "What? why the fuck are you so happy? He goes, well, you see those three guys over there? I just bet them $500 a piece that I could piss on your bar, piss on your stools, piss on your floor, piss on your phone, and piss on you. And not only would you not be mad about it, you'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just That's remember the word Well, I mean, it was, you know. That's, was, that's, that's when I was twelve, movie. that was really cool. That's that's good writing. And I think Cheech <laughs> is actually in that movie too, talking about stereotypical Mexicans. Anyway. He is. He's the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> man, what you pissing on my bottle, man? <laughs> Dave's uh, not here, man. It, Dave's not here, man. So uh, I actually never watched a whole one of those movies. Anyway. Okay, but but the act. Okay, so the the presentation is amazing, but it sounds like the action is. Not... But the act of playing's not. I mean, driving is better. Just like the first game, the motorcycles handle. Much better than any of the cars, so I always try to get a bike and drive around on that. The actual shooting is interesting because everybody is very fragile. It's like one or two shots and you're dead. Yeah. Including yeah, you. Yeah, those are the same. Those are the same. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just walking around with this, the handgun I got from the beginning of the game, and just now I'm running into guys with body armor who I have to worry about. But it, it just means that you have to be really careful with the cover. Like, it's, it's really like jump up, shoot, and then hide again for a while. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to playing it every night. I really am enjoying it, partly because the city is fun to run around in, partly because there's there's more to do than I can ever possibly do, so I'm comfortable ignoring things. Like, you, you can you can pick up 
riders, kind of like an Uber thing, and they have requests. It's like a crazy taxi minigame almost. I did two of those. I'm like, well, fuck that. I don't want to do those anymore. But there's so much other stuff, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. It, it's got the UB game. There's so much crap on the map, you'll never know what to do with it. So it's like it's reached a point of saturation where normally I'd want to check off all the boxes on the map. I'm like, eh, let's just do what's on the way. If it's mm-hmm. on the way, I'll do it. If it's not on the way, I don't need it. I mean, it, it's you've got all these cool hacking powers, and a lot of them, I mean, they do cool things, but I haven't really needed them. It, it's like it doesn't force you to use a lot of the hacking. I mean, it's it's far and away a better game than the first Watch Dogs was. Easily. Easily. 82 on Metacritic. Yeah, that sounds about right. $20 off on Steam, I'm still kind of, uh... Wait for it to get cheaper. It'll go down. That's what I thought. <laughs> it'll it'll go down. I mean, it, it's Ubisoft. I, I I these kind of open world games are fun for me for for you know a limited amount of time. Then I get tired of the chores in them. But so far, I have not gotten tired of it. And I like Marcus. Marcus is he's a he's a relatable dude. Hmm. Oh, good. Alex, what have you been up to? Not much. Um, popping in and out of uh, Civ Six. Hmm. Just about done with Dragon Quest Eight. Uh, oh yeah, on your blog, talk about that. I didn't know that was in there. Yeah, it's super creepy. Okay, because I never played Dragon Quest Eight. T- tell tell the listeners what we're talking about. Well, here. Like, this is. There's one female <laughs> party member. She's they, they they in her stats it tells you she's 17 years old, one year below the American age of consent. She's in you know, like a long sleeve tube top. 90% of the time, you can dress her up in like a Playboy bunny outfit if you clip all the right stuff. One of her, her last stat is literally called sex appeal, which just makes, you know... Uh, what does her sex appeal gain you? Randomly, enemies will just ogle her and not attack. <laughs> it is next... It, I did not remember this shit at all. The thing is, okay, when, you play, when did you first play this? How old were you? When I was about like yeah, uh, let's see, 2005. I must have been, like, junior in high school, so I didn't really, okay. kind of rolled off my back, didn't really think about it much. Well, that's the thing, is because when you're, okay, so let's say you're 13, 14 years old, you see a video game sexualizing a 17-year-old, to, to your perspective, woman, it's like, damn right, 17-year-old, hot, hot, I wish a 17-year-old would look at me and... Like it, that's your perspective as a kid. So it's it's nothing to you as a kid. Yeah. Now that we're well, you are in your twenties. Me and Cham- I assume you're in your twenties. Yeah, always had. Me and Chamberlain are pushing middle age now, and to <laughs> us, yes, that that just that number that seventeen goes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You like, recoil at it. Like I don't, I don't know how it is in Japan, but it seems like they were just walking right up to the line. No, uh, the line in Japan is a lot lower than that. Okay. Yeah. I like don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Like, I think... I don't know if they changed all the ages of the girls in Senra and Kagura, but I I think they just wiped them from the game, so they didn't say how old these characters are. Smart. Be- yes, because according to, like... And none of them look like that age that they're supposed to be. The only one who looks like she should be that young is actually, like, one of the oldest characters in the game. Because, you know, they have that fucking thing in Japan where they sexualize a child, but then say it's okay because she's a thousand-year-old dragon. Like, no. Uh, it's not I get not what okay. you're doing. It's still this not is, okay. Yeah. This is softcore <laughs> pedophilia. You best believe American child pornography laws are that straight. Mm, yeah. Mm. But either way, either way, like, yeah, in, in Japan, it's a whole different... 
It's a whole different cultural thing. And maybe there's an age over there where someone would say, six years old, yeah. you monster. And that's the cutoff for them. And anything beyond that, well, that's normal. That's that's yeah. a normal, healthy response. 14, yeah, she was asking for it. Yeah, like I like yeah. it's it's it disgusts us. I don't know how much of that is our cultural thing or how much of that is is just uh, like human right and wrong. Yeah. I like to think that our perspective is correct in terms of real base spiritual morality, mm -hmm. but maybe that's just a result of the fact that I was raised in Canada. But also, is that the only problem with Japan and women's civil rights? Oh God, no, no. it's not. No, I knew a girl who, uh, uh, she called herself an autodidact, which, which I think means self-taught. But she was a certifiable genius. She was one of these people who never forgot anything she heard or read, ever. Hmm. So you would ask her for the five-digit code for a project that this office hasn't worked on in ten years. She knows it. Huh. And she spoke like three languages, and she was obsessed with Japan. She actually walked around in like cosplay outfits in the office. It was weird. <laughs> so she goes the smarter over smarter you are, the weirder you can be. It's just how it yeah. works. So she goes over there with the intention of living there for the rest of her life and being like a translator in a government office. And within a year, she learned. Like I never actually read what she wrote about it, but the impression I got was within a year, something had been revealed to her about how women are viewed in Japan. And how that um, applied to her career, and she came home. Uh -huh. And it had been her dream her entire life and as long as I knew her. So, yeah, like, there's, there's fucked up shit about... Um, and and it, 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 goes to, it goes to weight. People who are overweight are absolutely demonized over there. Uh, anything to do with ra any other race is... They are tone deaf about the concept of racism. Um, and, yeah, the... Like the sex thing is. Oh, yeah, I'm looking no, like, at a picture. When I was growing up, maybe six, eight, or nine. Oh yeah, you look Dragon Ball. And Mr. Popo was like, "This is not okay." Oh yeah, even then. Are you yeah. talking about that picture of the switch that I put up? No, 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 no. I I found a picture of, of this Jessica character. Oh, that we're talking it's, about. It's and yeah, good. where's the rest of her dress, man? Uh, oh, and you best believe there are just egregious jiggle physics every single. And she, she okay, she looks like a, a character from Dead or Alive. And that's pretty not much. a compliment. That is not which, a compliment. Which actor is pretty good. That's the which Dragon Quest is this? Eight. Eight, okay. And it's I a great game. I am Google imaging but, this. Oh, God. Not, I was not expecting well. it to be a lot worse. Yeah. Like, it, it, it hides for a long time. Then you just start... Just, mm. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's quite a décolletage. I'll give her that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the fact that, like, it's... It, the game treats her as an object in really obvious ways. She doesn't really do much. You know, um, let me think. Okay, okay. A resonance of fate. Um, the girl never wore anything that was um, problematic. Okay. But uh, one of the male characters was absolutely in love with her but would never imply anything untowards or ungentlemanly. The other character was totally aware that they were in love, liked to bug him about it, and would sexualize her, make reference to how small her boobs were, oh. uh, make jokes about looking up her skirt, and then, of course, like gets slapped in the face so hard he gets like a red mark on his face or gets kicked in the balls or something. Um, and it wasn't, it, I didn't find it offensive, I didn't find it problematic at all, because if you have men and women who are friends long enough, 
it kind of gets to that family point yeah. of, of like, yeah, I, I have a dick. It's okay if we talk about it once in a while. You have boobs. It's okay if we talk about it once in a while, especially if it's funny. And when you have, <laughs> when you have that quality of relationship with someone, it's actually, I, I think it's really nice and really healthy. And Residents of Fate, I think, did it really, really well. Uh, another, I think, good example of a JRPG that never even, well, only once, touches on it only once, uh, is Valkyria Chronicles, the first one. It was amazing at it. Um, all the, all, well, like, I mean, I guess the girls' military uniforms were a skirt. I gotta give it that. Mm. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to find an example. Like, look at Final Fantasy XV, right? Two female characters. One of them is useless. The other one is Cindy. <laughs> and if you fill up gas at her station, you are forced to sit through just long, like a 30 second cutscene of her washing her windshield. Are and you serious? Is, oh, yeah. It's fucking gross. Is this a Michael Bay video game? Come on. Oh, very much. Exactly that. So, yeah, like, um, but at, at the same time, I really value Japan as a developer because they're the ones still supporting the Vita with AAAs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I kind of have to keep loving them. What, what do you um, think we're going to get Persona 5 from Ubisoft? Come on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the only character, like, the first character you see in Ubisoft is, like, this really buxom blonde high school girl. She's half American. That's a big, that's a big thing over there for some reason is if you're half American, you have features that they value. It's, uh. Creepy. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. It's pretty creepy. But at the same time, did you watch that trailer I threw up the other day? For? The, for Persona 5. Yeah. Yeah, like just stylish as shit. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, I feel much, I feel cooler just having watched that. Turn based combat. I'm so fucking down. Yes. So good. When is it now? It's not February. It's uh, April. April. Okay. Do you have your copies pre ordered, I hope? I believe I do. I gotta go down and make sure I got a bunch of sh stuff pre-ordered, because there's some stuff coming out I don't think I do, but I keep on forgetting what it is, because this is why I used to do the the upcoming games posts, just so I could sort this shit out in my head. <laughs> I have no idea what's coming out. I've stopped caring about so much. Um, okay, but you've been playing Civilization again, Alex. Yes. Okay. And I wrote a little, little thing to myself like three hours ago, because I know I'd forget it. Let's see. Alright, I've got my whole weekend set up for Civ 6, but I wash out a third of the way through, and I feel like that guy at the end of the Twilight Zone is the last guy on Earth, and he breaks his glasses. <laughs> like, I was four hours in, and now I'm done? That, that's not... No, it's not fair. There was time now. Now I don't feel like starting over. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like... Like, that's part of, like, the relationship with Civilization. Like, if you fail, like, six hours in of, like, a 12-hour game, you're gonna be mad at Civ for, like, a day or two. But you'll come back. You'll always come back. Did you feel like if I had done this ten turns earlier, that would have fixed it, and it did, and it's got you. I was thinking today about uh, okay. So Civ Civ is a strategy game. Mm -hmm. Now the term strategy encompasses so much, like really a ton of genres. Actually, there are a lot of little subgenres to the strategy genre, to the point that you I I feel comfortable putting XCOM in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it it couldn't be further from Civilization, but they're both strategy games. Yeah. So, uh, have you guys heard the term Mesocore this week or read no. that word? Mesocore. No. Apparently, Mesocore is the new term for the Souls-like genre. I don't like it. Me neither. Uh, apparently, the guy who makes or the people who make—I think this is the case—the people who make Neo. Are, are not calling their game a Souls-like, it's a Mesocore, which no. stands for 
a portmanteau of masochism and hardcore. What? Yeah, and I fucking hate it. I yeah, fucking stupid. hate it. The guy who invented the GIF does not ma- get to make us call it GIF. Fuck you. Well, it's GIF now. It's GIF. I mean, it's GIF. To it's me, it's GIF. GIF. Yeah, it's always like, been a GIF. Anyway. Well, the thing is, I feel, <laughs> I feel like if anyone... peanut butter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like if anyone was going to, if I, I feel like if anyone could make that call, it would be the person who invented it. But, but even still, that for guy this, can't do it. I feel like that's bullshit to just start saying that that's the word now because the word has been sold like for years. Just like like Metroidvania is a classically accepted term for a certain structure of game. Roguelike just takes the word the game rogue. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's like rogue. Souls like is like you understand what souls like means immediately. And one syllable. It takes three from versus Mazacore. Mazacore. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And plus the word sounds. It sounds like it, it's. I don't know. It, it sounds both like a like a kink and a monster <laughs> in a labyrinth. Oh no! The Mazacore is upon us. Like or some yeah, made up some music genre. <laughs> yeah. Mazocore? Yeah. No, I'm out. God, listen to that Mazacore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still love Overwatch, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. <laughs> I uh, I had this amazing round against a widow on Hanamura, and uh, just she she just hit me with a body shot, and then I decided just to to track her for the rest of the, <laughs> for the rest of the match because I knew we weren't going to win. Like there was no way we we're going to take Anubis B with or Hanamura B, and just killing her was so much fun, and hunting her was so much fun. That uh, that I felt the need to turn it into probably one of the worst clip shows I've ever done, but it was a clip show that told a story, and and I think that's why I love it so much that it tells this little story of once upon a time there was a tracer on Hanamura who got shot by a widow. This this is what happened to them, and it ends with her finally killing me and waving hello, which is what I've been doing to her all match, and I I don't know I just I I really really loved that and then I start going back into the clips that I'm that I'm looking at for my next clip show and one of them is I am uh which we're attacking Gibraltar and I'm going in there trying to kill the mercy in the first five minutes of this match I cannot kill this mercy because she is just so good at positioning her team is so good at just kind of buffing me off they never kill me but I can never kill her and it was just infuriating. I, I don't know if it's, it's that she was really good or that I was having an off night or something, but when I finally killed her, it was one of the most epic things I've ever done in my fucking life because it was so bloody hard. So I tried to turn that into a clip show. That's the story. The Mercy Who Wouldn't Die. But footage of not killing a Mercy <laughs> turns out to be really boring. <laughs> and uh, but there's, the there's, fight you didn't see. Yeah, like, there's, and there's, so I'm just going to end up taking it and taking, like, two moments out of it, where I respawn, because McCree finally kills me, I blink onto their point, go right up to the Mercy, she flies through me with her guardian angel, as she does, the May behind me starts to freeze me. I throw my pulse bomb, I stick the Mercy with it, I then become frozen from the May. The pulse bomb goes off, killing the Mercy in the May. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And, yeah, anyway, sorry. That, that's my Overwatch spiel for today. Okay, headlines. In Overwatch news, in a, I love that every week there is Overwatch news. Well, you need to dig hard enough, I'm sure you can find something. Ah. 
Uh, in Overwatch news, in a dev update this week, it was confirmed that the public test region will just never come to consoles, basically because uh, they have to test everything and make sure it works before they hand it over to Sony. Because if it doesn't work, you're not getting your patch on the same day as PC. Um, Blizzard said they don't ever envision Sombra to be like a hardcore DPS, like a Reaper or a Tracer. Basically, they will never be an Assassin-style character, but they want her to be like a harasser-disruptor like Winston. Uh, so her DPS will never get buffed, but they'll keep on w- making ways for her to kind of fuck with the enemy team. Um, <laughs> the changes Troll character, okay. Yeah. Uh, the changes to Roadhog's hook are meant to address both the concerns of Roadhog players and the victims of Roadhog players, <laughs> so that for Roadhog, when he throws a hook that should land, it will land, and when you're hooked, you won't get hooked like through a wall or around a corner or something when you're the victim. So... Overall, it's probably a bit of a nerf, but it's supposed to be best for everyone. Uh, finally, D.Va is too awesome at everything, basically. Like, she's incredibly mm-hmm. mobile. Her damage absorption is ridiculous. Her DPS is really good. Her survivability is really good. So, yeah, she's getting nerfed because she's just too awesome at everything. <laughs> and I just found out just yesterday, my Tracer is at the 88th percentile of Tracers on Overbuff. So I am top wow. 12% of Tracers now. Nice. I know. I'm very happy about that. Oh, you know what should be a thing? And I'm not into Overwatch enough to do this, but there should be like an Overwatch patch court kind of po- kind of podcast. Where someone argues court? like for and against like the new patch or the new characters or whatever. I guarantee you there are there are already that 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 exists. I promise you. Hmm. Holy crap! Galaxy portable. What is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little guy with a custom rig. Sorry, sorry. Twitter distracted me for a second. There's probably like multiple of it those. It is what Twitter does best. <laughs> yeah, that that is. Uh, that is like what every forum is like before and after every patch. Like, before Sombra was released, everyone was like, ah, she's too powerful. Um, this is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Then she comes out, no one plays Sombra anymore. Like, no one. Um, when someone plays Sombra, it's basically like, well, we're kind of fucked. I've met probably two decent Sombras in my entire time playing Yikes. the game since her patch. <laughs> Fortunately, they were both on my team. Um, no, it was amazing that the Sombra in the the Zarya play of the game, uh, where I pop my ult and she just pops her ult, perfect timing. And actually, the the Mercy I was talking about earlier, play mm-hmm. of the game for that match was I am I am I only died once. The whole second half of the match, I am on their point, harassing them, trying to kill their Mercy. Uh, they bring out a tracer to counter me, but she can't kill me, and I don't really kill her either. But I survive. I'm on the point. I'm I'm harassing. And at one point, I blink through their entire line, kind of towards my spawn, grab a health pack, turn around, and when I'm cutting back to the point, our Sombra ults. So now Mercy can't fly away, McCree can't flashbang, Zarya can't bubble, and I, uh, I either wipe or get the killing blow on three quarters of their team. And then we still lost. We still lost, because they just poured out of spawn and threw their ults, and either way. Uh, but yeah, that was a good Sombra ult, too. Um, okay. Uh, the core duo that makes up indie developer Playdead, the guys who made Limbo and Inside, they split up. I hadn't even heard about this. No. Apparently this happened, like, all through 2015. They were not talking to each other. Um, really? Yeah, and it sounds like, like, it's a real rift between the two. Uh, one of, uh, the, the one who's talking to the press is the one who left the company. Uh, he says that there was disagreements on the release date for their next project. Or the timeline for the next project. And so reading between the lines, what it sounds like is he wanted a vacation. 
Like he was, he was, he'd been working his ass off for, you know, the last two games. He wanted a little vacation. The other one wanted to keep on making games, making money. And when he told the guy that he wants a vacation, the other guy assumed that means you're quitting the company. Huh. So it ends up going to like, uh, the courts in whatever European country they're in. Uh, he is forcibly removed from his company and given a $7.2 million payout. Not bad. Yeah. So, Not like, bad. yeah, you only give me $7.2 million. I'm quite pleased and I'm retiring. But, uh. That's not notch money for, uh, you know, Mojang, but still pretty good. Yeah, I'm still uh, amazed that guy hasn't just bought an island just to buy an island. No, he's. Notch? Yeah. Not, he's miserable. Yes, yeah. he is absolutely miserable. He's probably just laying on a couch right now in a robe. And I think it's being generous that he's in a robe. He's probably just in a pair of tidy whiteies surrounded by the filth of the things that he's eaten lately. You can have too much of a good thing. Yeah. Like, eventually you get so much money, it comes a point where your family despises you because you won't give them everything they ask you for. And then you just become more and more isolated. It's like a really time. common cycle for lottery winners. At the same time, I wish I had that problem. It sounds yeah. like a great problem, right? But we'd probably all be miserable eventually. See, in my head, the man, like, I buy lottery tickets mostly because I hate my job. But, um. <laughs> Isn't that everybody's story right there? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and, but in my head, the number is 3.5 million. That's all I need. With 3.5 million, I can pay myself $50,000 a year for the next, like, 60 years, or however many it would be until I died. Probably, um, and that would just allow me to take care of myself, live quite comfortably, take care of my mom, stay at home, play video games, and then write about them. Fuck, that's heaven. That's my heaven right there. And uh, yeah, I have enough to be able to not change your lifestyle, but just not work. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. <laughs> Need to go buy some lottery tickets myself. Now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, free to play Diablo-ish game. Path of Exile is coming to Xbox One. Yay! Woo-hoo! No date yet. Just announced. It's coming soon is all they said. Yeah, so you say free Alex to play and I them walk into the door. Alex and I talked a little bit before we started playing, and and then the uh, the consensus was that it's it's good that it's free. Yeah. But uh, but it's free, so why not? It goes on for a while. It had a really good duelist character. The it's basically the sphere grid from Final Fantasy X times a billion, mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. But it's it's still a hacky slashy thing, and there's this one weird jungle area I wasn't really crazy about where you just fight gorillas all the time. <laughs> it ends up just throwing a lot of samey enemies at you after a while. It's because they're not Blizzard, is what it ends up being. Yeah, but they come so close. And this is before I think like a year before Diablo three came out. Yeah, it's Path of Exile's been around for a while. Oh, I mean, supposedly it's the console one's going to have all of the content, but it's not cross-play because they're just too different Yeah, input-wise, so it's its own thing. Um, how is Path of Exile, Path of Exile, mon- monot- monotonized? No, monotonized? Monetized. Monetized, thank you. Um, what can you, you buy? You buy weird pets and, like, effects for spells and shit, stuff. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I ended up buying some stuff just to, you know... Throw a little back. I spent like twenty bucks on some stuff for the game, but like I didn't want that stuff. <laughs> like I, I, I get like you know not you know being paid to win, but uh, throw me some outfits or something, man. Throw me something I want. Hmm. Hmm. I wasn't really selling anything I wanted. Yeah, that'll be one I'll try out for a day or two and go. I could be playing Diablo three instead of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and back in the torchlight too. Diablo three was yeah. just like ridiculously impressive. Like everything about it was just if you if you wanted to rate its menus, well, those are 
Those are like 9 out of 10 menus. You want to rate just every swath of ground you walked across. It all looked so good. Mm-hmm. Like it was, and and within this little cute isometric perspective, it was perfect. So there's really no competing with it. Not until they make another one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so do you guys remember, oh, uh, okay, Ubisoft bought uh, a dev called Freestyle Games, which I'd never heard of, but apparently they made DJ, DJ Hero. They bought this studio from Activision. It's fucking See, weird. DJ Hero was awesome. Apparently, they I, also made game the last Guitar Hero. Great. Oh, I don't care about Guitar Hero Live. Yeah, I don't care about that at all. But uh, if they can make a new DJ Hero game, especially the, the first one was better than the second one because the first one just had better music, where all the songs were mashups between two different artists. Hmm. And you've got your little DJ thing. I still have the game somewhere in a box because I'm hoping my 360 still works. But DJ Hero was a lot of fun. It was hard, too. You get off medium, and that game was hard. Hmm. But the tunes were great. I wonder what Ubisoft's going to do with them. I don't know. I mean, make a DJ game? I, it's, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it'll be know. a drumming game with the Switch things. I don't oh, know why they keep God. trying to strike a well when the well's dry. Rock Band 4 tried and proved that the well's dry. No, no. Rock Band 4 like, had no fucking advertising. It had it had no presence in stores, really. It it came and went, and no one even knew it freaking existed. Rock Band 4 is a terrible example. It was mm. indie. It was an indie game in a space that needs a company like Ubisoft or Activision behind it, pushing it, letting everyone know that this is the new definitive party game. That's why Just Dance still comes out every fucking year. Yeah, there's a Just Dance launch title for the Wii, I think. That's or not right. the Wii, for the Switch. Yeah, I, yeah. I have enjoyed Just Dance quite a bit at friends' houses. There you go. Okay, yeah. It's it's like the it's like the hardcore casual game. Actually, How? Back, to, back to Scissor Sisters. The um the routine they have for um I don't feel like dancing is amazing. I love that song. That's such a good. How song. many how many drinks does it take? Not to not, make that game fun. It's a good workout. Because <laughs> I kind of mean I can't imagine touching that game. I can't imagine it. It's and I'll play Rock Band. <laughs> the music's good. Seriously, right. there's some when, good deep cuts in there. Radio, radio killed the video. Video. Blah. Radio killed the video. Video Jesus. killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star. Thank you. <laughs> it's a much better song than I thought it was. Just because I was forced to sit through it as a game, it made me appreciate that song more. When uh, when my little brother, I think he was just under twenty, he was he also kind of had a Seth Rogen physique at the time, and he decided he's going to lose the weight. He achieves this almost solely through Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Probably cheaper than going to a gym, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you guys remember seeing uh, uh, an action or this action RPG I linked to here called Shyness a couple of years ago, getting kickstarted? It. Uh, it looks incredibly ambitious. It looks um, its graphics at the time really reminded me of a Tales game. Like it looked mm-hmm. pretty good. It looked pretty artsy. Its worlds were really ambitious. But because it was on Kickstarter, I'm like, that's never gonna fucking happen. Like, it just, it looked too big and grand and beautiful to actually be a successfully kickstarted game. Well, apparently it's coming out this year. It'll be out in the next two months, according to an announcement that the uh, the dev made today. Hmm. Yeah, so Shyness, S-H-I-N-E-S-S, if any. Looking at their Kickstarter page, they have not hit the PS4 and Xbox One tier yet. I'm pretty sure it's still coming to those consoles, though. Like, like okay. those are stretch goals good. from, like, you know, three years ago or something. Oh, okay. They, they, okay. They'll make deals after that. So yeah, hmm. uh, Resident Evil Seven. It was announced today will be cross buy between Xbox One and PC. 
it's good to see third-party games taking advantage of this. I mean, it's it's proof that that Microsoft really, really wants Windows 10 to be a gaming operating system. And this is before the Windows 10 update that's coming out soon, I think, that creates game mode. I'm, I'm curious to the point that I'm thinking about trying that demo on PS4. Like, are you hyped at all for Resident Evil 7? I am, and I only played the first demo. I didn't play any of the subsequent demos, which I guess were each different. Hmm. I mean, it, it, in the demo I played, yes, it, it felt Resident Evil in that some of the sounds were still Resident Evil and the puzzles were still kind of Resident evil but the actual way the game looked had a much more grounded feeling mm-hmm. than any recent Resident Evil. I saw a I mean, screenshot the other great. day. I thought it was of Siren Blood Curse. Yeah, I mean, it's got that dark kind of gritty actual attempted frightening you know feel to it that Resident Evil hasn't had since 4. Yeah. So uh, I, I like that they've kind of discarded all the nonsense from 5 and 6 and they're going to try to actually get back to maybe making a scary game again. So, nice. Yeah, I'm hyped for it. I have no interest in the VR part of it, but I'll, I'll play the game. Oh, man. You see, I, I would love to try that. Like, I, <laughs> I think VR is like custom-made for horror experiences, basically. Yeah. But, um, have you guys noticed how many PSVR games have been announced in the past few months? I don't know of any, honestly. Yeah, it's right. like the bubble burst. That's right. And the their Sony's big first-party launch title for uh, PSVR, does anyone remember what that was? Uh, was it the that Eagle Flight Cthulhu game? Thing? No, 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 no. The Eagle Flight was Ubisoft. Okay. Uh, Cthulhu, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, uh, it was Riggs. Insomniac did. It was Riggs Mech yeah. Combat. Uh, Riggs, I'm pretty sure it was made by Guerrilla Cambridge. <laughs> let me let me double check that. Uh, Riggs PSVR. Give me some Wikipedia here. Uh, PSVR. So it's become like the Sega CD or the 32X of the PlayStation 4. All right. Yes. The fact that what uh, they're, they're designed, the Oculus is designed to sue Facebook now, choosing to <laughs> sue Facebook, does not bode well for their coffers. Because mm. that's not something you do unless you are backed into a corner yeah. and you need yeah. to recoup some money. Yeah, it was Guerrilla Cambridge. So these are also the guys who made uh, Killzone Mercenary for the Vita, which was... And still is fucking incredible, oh. like an absolutely incredible first-person shooter on the Vita. And uh, so you know, like this, like I can't believe what Sony did to this studio. Here's this little failing handheld we've got. Please make an amazing game for it. Okay, here's an amazing game. I don't know how good or bad Riggs was. I don't much care. You know that Sony told these guys to make this game. They mm-hmm. put it out on what I consider to be a failing platform. Given that um, I don't think there's still any more stock to be found anywhere. I have never seen one. I look once in a while, just out of curiosity. Never seen a box, yeah. ever. Like for, they, they, they put out their for launch. PSVR. Oh my god, really? It's just gone. Yeah, they, it's just never around. They put out their launch allotment. It has never been around since. And you're not hearing any new devs say like, "I'm excited to make a game for PSVR. My game is coming to PSVR." In fact, you're not hearing about much about VR at all right now, are you? Nope. Last year nope. was all any fucking one talked about, and it was all kind of I think in anticipation of PSVR coming out and bringing it to the masses. And yeah, it's turned into move. <laughs> but but Hololens is still out there, right? <laughs> uh, everyone sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I want Minecraft on my table. It's the game, yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, right, there you go. Uh, tactical RPG <laughs> God Wars Future Past will launch on PS4 and Vita on March 28th. 
Uh, hey. Visual novel slash based RPG. I'm going to try this. <clears throat> Good luck. Utawari Rerumo Mono, Mask of Deception and Mask of Truth, will come to the PS4 and Vita in the West this year. Uh, there's a post on the PS blog if you're interested in that. Uh, reports say this week that the Xbox One's lifetime sales are $26 million. Ouch. Estimates Ooh. and recent reports from Sony put the PS4 at just under $50 million. That's I think it's telling. It sounds like. Yeah. I think it's telling that those numbers don't come from Microsoft. Microsoft's not talking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those consoles came from someone else's conference call, like an EA conference call or something like that. Yeah, no, but uh, Microsoft's not saying. I forget where it was. You know what? Let me, let me Google it. I can find the source. I'm yeah, Wait that's, a minute. It's, it's on my phone. I completely believe those numbers, too. But, I mean, I, that's why Microsoft isn't saying, because yeah. they're trying to not, you know, advertise the fact that they got their asses kicked. <laughs> the thing is, in terms time of, around. I think in terms of gamer mindshare, they haven't really lost anything. Like, no, they haven't. They're still quite prominent as far as I'm concerned. And I really think that when Scorpio comes out and they realize the PS4 Pro really wasn't that big of a boost and the Scorpio is, maybe that'll help. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I hope happens. Well, what I anticipate is that the Scorpio will actually be about as big a boost as the Pro was. Um, now, I'm not saying in terms of processing power. I know it'll be significantly more than that. But they want to position it as a game that will play on the One will also play on the Pro and vice versa. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as a pro exclusive, so they say. So they've said so far. If that remains true, uh, the the Scorpio will be as important as the pro, which is not very. See, they should honestly make the the Scorpio a new system. They should say, "Fuck it, here's Xbox One Two, the Xbox Scorpio." If if they really position it as like that luxury item, uh, I think that's the kind of the only way. And then they would have the first step into the next generation. <laughs> Yeah, Which, true 4K gaming, true, I mean, yeah. closer parity with PC for a little while, because PC advances so fast, you bastards, that the consoles can never really keep up. Yeah, but maybe, you know, maybe that's why uh, Scalebound went away, is because they're not seeing the returns that they need to legitimize the type of production they're hoping for. Does that guy, uh, the guy I ran Clover, made Okami making um, Scalebound, I can't remember his name at the yes, moment. Yes, uh, Kamiya. Is he, is he a Kamiya. pre-Madonna? Reputation. Um, he certainly speaks his mind on Twitter. That's he likes he likes shutting down Twitter trolls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I likes basically surprised. just being a dick to people on Twitter. Why did you tweet him and he was a dick? No, I'm just wondering. It's like this guy has made great games, and he has then turned around and made not so great games, and then like his products have trouble getting off. I'm, I'm guessing this guy doesn't do well in boardrooms. <laughs> yeah, um, that uh, cute little koi game where you're like a koi and you're viewed from the top down and all this like pastel colored pool with like lily pads and shit that's coming to Vita yay mm. uh, action RPG Tokyo Xanadu is getting localized by Atlas it will have a physical release on PS4 and Vita with special editions this... Atlas or Axis Axis pardon me Axis Axis yep yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. That's like, the thing is, that is one, that is one of the three games that I wanted to get localized this year. There's that one, there's, uh, Caligula, and, oh god, there's one other, but I forget what it is right now. And I wanted them, oh yeah, Valkyria Chronicles. And of the three, this was the least important to me. And it's the only one getting a physical release. I'm really sad about that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, horror puzzle platformer Little Nightmares will launch April 28th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and is also getting a physical release. If anyone hasn't watched that trailer that yeah. I put up on the blog, so I did. Shit. It's but where's the game? Uh, the game is puzzle platforming. 
It was it was mostly showing atmosphere and you know scary shit. And... See, I shouldn't I shouldn't groan at that because technically, what's Limbo? Yeah, it's puzzle platformer. Well, but Limbo so... was a br- mechanically brilliant design, yeah. brilliant yeah. puzzle platformer. Like th- I don't know, I'm I kind of expect this to be more style than substance. But yeah, like for the gameplay that I saw was all about like uh, um, everything in the world is driven by physics, so you got to push this thing over here so you can climb up there and shit like that. That's the game. It's a puzzle platformer, but it also that, has like core elements. That more like than any game I've seen recently reminds me of nightmares I used to have as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, it really does. Like just that. There's there's a there's a physicality to it, but it's totally surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the animation is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And it's that presentation that's going to get me into it. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to check that out just I'm because. Of, you want that little figure? I kind of do, and I don't even like. <laughs> I, I have no idea if I'm going to hate this game or not. But there's something about just. Uh, yeah, I find it very striking. I find it I, something really resonates with me. If, if hmm. anything, I just want to pay for that, you know, designer salary. Yeah. <laughs> um, atmospheric horror, horror experience perception is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, apparently the team is made up of people who worked on Bioshock and Dead Space, which That's makes nice it resume. pretty yeah. cool, but then go, like, go read about it on the PS blog. It uh, it's, sounds like a mix of Gone Home and Outlast. Like, you're basically only running from things, uh, it's kind of more of a horror experience than a game, from what I can but tell. that's what Amnesia was, and Amnesia was phenomenal. I guess I know you. I oh, you like never it. played it. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, my my bar for horror is like Siren and Alien Isolation. Or Amnesia is different. And of course, Fatal Frame Two. Yeah, yeah. There would not be Alien Isolation if not for Amnesia. Yes, absolutely. I agree mm. with that. I don't. No, it's because okay. That what's the name of that development? Those developers? Oh, they're uh, the they, guys who made the Total War games. Like, uh, no, 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 no. It's it's uh, the Penumbra. What are, what are you Penumbra? Yeah, they, they did oh, Penumbra oh, too. Oh, oh. Those guys. Yeah, yeah it's it's and they they, as far as I can remember, Series. and I'm getting old. So Frictional, not so good Frictional. anymore. Frictional, yes. They they were the ones who started introducing like the physical platforming, the physics-based stuff into the first-person horror games. Like in Penumbra, you reach out and you open the drawers, and there's something with that little touch of immersion that works in a horror game. Like you have to actually reach out and open the drawer and close the drawer, or open the door or window or things like that. So well, to to me, isolation felt more like bio, felt like Bioshock because the world was so interactive and there was so much uh, strategy in how you affected it and the, what you pushed and how that uh, impacted your experience. Well, Amnesia has, much like the, the Xenomorph, it's got monsters that you can't kill, that you shouldn't even look at. Yeah, it'll drive you mad. Mostly it's because the character model's terrible. But the <laughs> Oh yeah, the problem is once you, once you see the character model, the horror is gone. <laughs> but, but from a distance, when your screen starts to shake and it does the, kind of the Slender Man thing where you see it and you begin to lose sanity, that's effective. Like, that was when the they first get, time someone did that. It mm-hmm. was fucking Absolutely, great. it did get old towards the end, but it's a good gimmick. Because they started putting too many of them in the same place, yeah. and and again, once you see them, that they, they are not scary. Yeah, you really all. lost me in that those like grid catacombs. It's like stone wall after stone wall. I'm like, okay, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. But oh god, the the section, the torture sections in yes. there, where you're thinking about stuff that you used to do before you lost your memory. Yeah, all those practice pigs. What the fuck mm-hmm. is going on? 
Man. Okay. Uh, Back to headlines, sorry. (laughs) Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford tweeted a link this week to the Rule 34 thread specific to Battleborn on Reddit. For our listeners who don't know what Rule 34 (laughs) is... Look up desperation in the dictionary. (laughs) Um, Rule 34 is an ancient rule of the internet which states, if it exists, there is porn of it. So what the CEO of Battle of, of Gearbox has done is pointed his fan base towards where he can they can find porn of Battleborn characters. Um, now it'll, even that will never be as popular as the Overwatch version. As you say, <laughs> purely for scientific reasons, I clicked through. Oh really? And 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 like the one or two things I saw, just the art itself was not as good as some of the Overwatch things I've seen. So yeah. And then I clicked away because it was kind of weird. I still really like that game. Just the character of it. Yeah. There's good characters in there. Well, this uh, I'm going to say that this guy's character could use a little work. It really should. <laughs> but, um, oh. I, I feel like again, I could have phrased that I've better. I've never ran a multi-million dollar company. I, I don't know what I'd be reduced to. <sighs> I didn't find any uh, questionable material with that mushroom guy, though. And I don't want to think about that too hard. No. He, 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 is, he is he she is technically trans oh. he is all gender <coughs> spores he's got spores a dueling voice actor oh uh gorgeous lovecraftian metroidvania sundered uh coming to ps4 and pc good. is now up on kickstarter it is it has already doubled it's twenty five thousand dollar canadian goal so it's coming apparently it'll be out this summer why did it have to go to Kickstarter? Yoten didn't hit Kickstarter, did it? No, I think they just wanted... Uh, well, uh, The argument... I didn't actually read the whole thing, but what I got of the gist of it was they've spent the last two years working on it. It's almost done. They just want a little extra money to finish polishing it up. Hmm. And that's okay. it. Okay. And that's why it was okay. only twenty five grand. Um, it's kind of tempting, actually, to back that just because it is... Um, it is so finished and it looks so good, and I really do believe that it'll come out. But based on your diagnosis of Jotun, I I don't want to back it unless it'll turn out to be a really good gameplay experience. Unless the yeah, combat Jot- feels really good. Jotun was f- was an empty world full of occasional amazing animation of things. So, which, which reminds me, another Kickstarter I meant to mention on the blog. Um, every now and then, I will link to a comment called or a comic called "Let's Speak English." which is kind of a diary-style comic of this uh, this woman named Mary Cagle went over to Japan to teach English to, like, grade school kids. And it is adorable and hilarious, and you will learn things about Japan that uh, that will shock you and just seems really, really cool. And she herself is incredibly charming. She has a book up of all those comics now on Kickstarter. I'm really tempted to, to go back that just to get a copy of that book because I love that comic. Okay. Um, go ahead. Just watching like a minute asundered, it looks way better than Yotun. Yes, it really does. Yeah, it does. It looks yeah. really good. It really does. Like just the fact that it has that platforming and the animations to the combat of the care of like your player character. Oh man. It looks like is... everything I love. This looks really good. Yeah. But then again, so did uh what was that? That what was that one? I want to say Tails, but I don't think that was it. You were like a fox man with a oh, sword. Yeah. Dust. Stories. Dust, Stories. yeah. You know, dust. No, dust. Yeah. Yeah, dust. Dust wasn't tail. bad. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't like the feel of the platforming or the combat at all, and mm. so I couldn't get past the half hour into it just because the gameplay didn't feel good to me. I actually finished Dust. It was beautiful. 
It, it was. It got a little weird in places. I a heard little too it furry, kind of. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. When people, it's one of those where I'm looking over my shoulder, making sure nobody's around. When people yeah. called it a furry game, I was like, no, I, I get it. I think no. you're being a little mean to this thing, but no, it turns no, out. It no, they, they weren't. It does. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Stop tittering. It's not that funny. <laughs> Microsoft. My, Microsoft's Phil Spencer got, quote, got a short look at Phantom Dust this week. Phantom Dust is still being in, still in development. Oh, Phil Spencer's nice. been like the champion for that game, cause, just because he liked it. It's good to know that I've got friends in high places, that this game might actually exist. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's nice that, like, you know, like a week or two after we were saying, we haven't heard anything, is it still happening? We got yeah, an answer. There it is. Yeah. Proof of Supposedly it's running on, like, the same engine. It's not going to be visually that much better, and I don't care. It's just, I want that kind of game again. Well, so. I thought he said it was looking good. Well, yeah. the game didn't look bad on, on the old Xbox anyway. It was, it was a clean-looking game. Hmm. But, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Darkest Dungeon will get new enemies prior to the Crimson Quartz launch. Uh, one new dangerous enemy per base. So, like, the Cove will have one new enemy, the Ruins will have one new enemy, uh, so on and so forth. But this new enemy will only appear on champion-level dungeons. That is, when your heroes are level 5 and 6. Uh, the Bone... What is it called? The Bone Bearer has already been announced, and he, like, has a flag, and he buffs his allies. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Just like new content is coming with, uh, with what's called the Radiant patch that will be out hmm. uh, a couple months prior to the Crimson Court. Uh, finally, last week the Nintendo Switch was officially unveiled and detailed by Nintendo. Uh, hmm. I watched, I think, the first 20 minutes of that direct, and then I was like, fuck this, I'm going to sleep. Uh, just <laughs> after they showed arms, I think. Because oh, yeah, they yeah. said they were going to show one that's kind of a casual experience to play with friends, and one that's a really involving action game. And the really involving action game was ours. The thing where you just <laughs> punch people. Yes. Uh, you can, you it can looks play, more like Punch-Out, honestly. You can play yeah. ARMS without doing the motion controls, though. You can. Yeah. yeah it, it actually looks like there's some depth to it. Yeah. And, More and than that one-two switch nonsense. Oh god! People say it's fun. Yeah, one-two switch is apparently bullshit. But there's like yeah, a, yep, a, yep, a yep. cutout game that everyone is saying is actually the best thing on Switch. Hmm. Me, I don't even know what that one that is. Let me find my post on it. I gotta. I don't know. Blog here. Oh, I write all this news, then I forget about all of it. <laughs> well, you write it down so you can go back and read your own blog, uh, and then complain about it. What was I thinking? Overwatch. Overwatch. Over- <laughs> <laughs> Darkest version <laughs> Switch. There we go. <laughs> Okay, um, where was it called? <laughs> Maybe I didn't, never wrote it down. I don't know. Or maybe it wasn't on the list know. that I found. Is it actually a launch title? Because there's only like five of those. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the launch titles are Super Bomberman R, which is a full-priced game. It is full-priced. It's only a little $10 DLC fucking thing. Yeah. A 50-level Bomberman game in mm-hmm. 2017 for 60 bucks. Uh, one two switch, which is a bunch of mini games. You can milk a cow with your friend. Uh, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now I gotta say that trailer. That trailer touched me. That 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 oh. trailer uh, mm-hmm. touched me in a place only my priest knows about. Mm-hmm. Like it was, and ah, oh, and and Zelda herself. Like I think I'm, I'm hoping there's more to it than her just crying. I want yeah, her to become yeah. like warrior, she, like you seems, control her for a while. Well, there, I saw a thing of her holding a sword. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I agree that I'm really hoping she's not just like the whole game because mm-hmm. if she is, Nintendo's That's, gonna have Anita Sarkeesian like right up their ass. Oh, oh god. Um, 
but uh, but no, like I, I kind of had the same reaction that she's really uh, um, a victim. She's coming mm-hmm. really coming across as a victim. Um, but it looked so beautiful. It's open world this time. Yes, and, and all they're, those they're environments they like, showed. Like bl- yeah. Oh. So I watched that whole thing on what night? What, what night was that actual press conference? Was it last uh, Wednesday? It would Thursday? Have been Thursday. 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 Thursday yeah. night so, at like 10 p.m. Central. Yep. Yep. So I watched the whole thing, beginning to end, and and and. <clears throat> The the asshole analysis side of me is like, oh my god, there's so many problems with this motion control again. Three hundred bucks is a bit much. Three hundred bucks really is five what it would cost launch you to buy titles. a PS4 right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm watching this, trying to analyze it, and 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 that part of my brain keeps getting stuffed down by this other side going, wait, wait, that's cool, and and. That part won. I I have one pre-ordered. I went out to a a GameStop in a shady area town because I knew they wouldn't have any pre-orders, and I I have myself a copy with that, that and is Zelda. An excellent idea. I never. What thought if you of get that. robbed on the way to your car? No, I eh. I thought I saw a thing about them testing the frame rate on Breath of the Wild on the Switch and the Wii U. And did someone say the Wii U ran it better? Uh, it's the same. It's thirty. It's oh, okay. thirty. Okay. Yeah, it's just that on the Wii on on the Switch it's nine hundred p, and on the Wii U it's seven twenty p. Oh, so the Switch is better. Yes. Okay. And some of the some of the textures look better on the Switch. The Switch is not a powerhouse system, but it's, it's more a powerful tablet. Than the Wii U. It's more powerful than the Wii U. It's a tablet. Mm-hmm. It's it, literally it's a tablet. Now I I can't explain why I'm so excited for it, other than to say that it's because I skipped the last two Nintendo consoles. I hated the concept of the Wii with a passion. Mm-hmm. And the Wii U was like, okay, why would I... Well, there's like a game every six months on this. Why am I even thinking about it? Um, Are you seriously think this is going to be any better? I think that this is actually going to be the 3DS's successor. I think that this is going to get all those nifty little RPGs that Square does and Atlas does for the 3DS is going to come to, are going to end up coming to this. I think Nintendo really does want to consolidate their handheld and their console markets into one so they can just develop games for one thing. And the problem is they're not pushing it the right way. They're pushing it as a console you can take with you. They should be pushing it as a handheld you can plug into your TV. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about Square giving people things they want. Yeah. They had this really interesting-looking sprite-based RPG, like Octogate Memories or some bizarre name like that. But it's the same... The, the character design is by the same guy who did um, Bravely Default. Hmm. So visually, it looks very interesting. There was a Shin Megami Tensei game announced for it. Yeah, but that's it. That's all that's we it. know they about just, I know, I know. I, I mean, I watched the trailer, I'm like, what is this? And I saw some of the characters, I'm like, oh, Doctor? No, no, it's just, it's just a Shin Megami Tensei game. But I stood up, I'm like, oh, God, look at that. Still, I mean, so you know what it, you're getting. I know, exactly. I mean, I'll play it. So, uh, even if it's just a game every couple of months, I, I, I think I'll be sated with this because it's, I, I, I haven't played a, I haven't played a Mario Kart game in, in years. I haven't played a Zelda game in years. I haven't played a Mario game in years, even though that Mario looks specific, oddly like Sonic 08 or 09 this, uh, or whatever the bad this, Sonic this was. This next Mario Kart is just the last Mario Kart again. I know, I didn't play, I didn't play it though. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought I was actually impressed with that Mario trailer. I uh, I just kind of read the internet's reactions to it, and then I watched it. and I was like, actually, that looks really ambitious. It does look pretty good, actually. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it looks like they're trying something new, yeah. honestly. Because Sunshine wasn't really anything new on the on the GameCube. Sunshine wasn't anything new. Galaxy was new stuff, kind of. 
which I, I heard the Galaxy games pretty good. I so fucking I don't know. Games. Really? I don't understand I, what they got. I, I, I never played games. them. I never played them. Yeah, I'm so probably it's... in the very minority saying I fucking hate the Galaxy games. Those are not fun games. Um, okay, have you guys looked into their online at all with it? Oh. No, but I know they're charging 60 bucks for a copy of Skyrim, and fuck that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that is ballsy. Okay, yeah. so let's say you, you're going to play some multiplayer with your buddy on your Switch. And in order to get into that multiplayer game with him, it's super easy. All you got to do is open up the app <laughs> that is exclusive to your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Or Android. They got to have it above both. Uh, they've only announced it for iPhone. Uh, see, that's yeah. awful. So man. go out and buy an iPhone if you don't have one. I know you have a Windows phone. I'm afraid that won't do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then, in order to do voice chat with your friend, you'll be doing it through that app on the iPhone. It will not yes. be running through the console at all. Mm -hmm. uh, now, of course, if you want to play online, you can for free for the first few months. Mm -hmm. In fall of 2017, it will require a subscription fee. But don't worry, you'll get free games with it. These free ah. games will be SNES or NES virtual console games, mm. and you will lose the right to play them at the end of the month. So it's like they looked at what Sony and Microsoft are doing going, yeah, we can do it worse than that. <laughs> like so much <laughs> worse. Sterling takedown of that was... It was. And, and, it. oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. Vicious. It's so yeah. easy to take that. I, I know. It, it, there's so much material for him to work through. It actually becomes kind of exhausting. He's got episodes of material out of this. And now here's the thing. I cannot defend any of that. No. I can't because it's, it's stupid. It's indefensible. stupid. And yet I still want the hardware. Region free. Re, yeah, region free. And they did actually clarify I was, because most, actually all previous Nintendo consoles, any digital purchases were tied to the console, not to an account. Okay. And there was an interview with Reggie, uh, I believe yesterday or the day before, or maybe even today, where he's talking about how, no, they're actually going to be tied to your Nintendo account now. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be as easy as it is to switch consoles on the PS4 or the Xbox One, where you can literally put your login in and your games are all there. But it might not be so much, so hell to get your games off of one. Like if your Switch dies and you have to get them back on your other, on a new Switch, maybe it won't be as awful. Well, I, I think there's... Um, I'm certainly not on board with it. I think there's a lot of good reasons to hate the Switch. Um, but the one thing, for some reason, that I feel really burned by is the fact that it's not backwards compatible. And I never imagined that it would be. Like, it never occurred to me that it would, because how the fuck are you going to run, like, Bayonetta 2 at a disc game on, mm -hmm. uh, on this thing? Well, you're not. Um, but that makes me sad. <laughs> that really makes me sad. I still have it a copy also... of Bayonetta 2. It comes, it packs in with like 32 gig of memory. It's expandable via SD cards, but 32 gig. Yeah. To download, to download Breath of the Wild is like six, yeah, it's 16. Yeah, and that's not even counting the operating system. Mm-hmm. And even if you're just playing on a little cartridge, it still installs some stuff to that thing. So even if you have the physical Breath of the Wild, it still caches some stuff on there. And all game saves are on the internal memory. Game saves are not saved to the actual game cartridges. And if you got, you know, a Nintendo Switch, you're only maybe $400 away from a decent mid-range gaming PC. Like, something that's... But I... I but, but, you know, I can take it to work and plug it into my monitor yeah, and play with point. it there. I, I can't justify it. I, I think it's it's the, the little kid that still lives inside of me that hasn't played these games. I mean, part of it, honestly, part of it was... Um, I don't know if I talked about it last week or not, but for Christmas, my brother gave his kids his old Super Nintendo. Yeah, you did. 
Yeah, and I went to go see. Um, they had another uh, another daughter, so I went like to go it. meet my daughter. They like it a lot because oh, cool. he's got he's got he's got four kids, and three of them are old enough to play it. Uh, one of them was just born a couple weeks ago, so we're working on her. Um, but I sat down, and one of the games that he had was Super Mario All Stars, which oh, is yeah. Mario's one, two, and three in the Lost Levels, mm. all reskinned for Super Nintendo. And I sat down and just because I'm a jackass, started to play Lost Levels. And made it through a couple worlds of it because I somehow remembered it, and it was just—it was so calming and so like, oh, this is what gaming used to be. That I'm like, maybe, just maybe, the Switch will help me capture some of that again, some of that just kind of Zen state of oh, I'm just gonna enjoy this for a little while. And if that means spending money on the virtual console, then I suppose that's what it's gonna have to be. But I, I don't—I don't want to say that something's been missing from the way I play. Now, I mean, the, the way I play games has changed, honestly, since we started doing this podcast. I'm more willing to walk away from shit games. I've kind of retired from fighting games just because I don't have the time or energy to, to practice them anymore. And maybe I'm just looking for the old comforts. And, and I see the potential for that on the Switch. I would, I would need just... Sterling across the board reviews for Breath of the Wild to even think about. Maybe. Oh, it's going to get gonna it though. Get it. It's going to get yeah. it. It's guaranteed. All those I mean, Mario Galaxy games that I hate so much got ten out of tens in games of the year. They're going to get it just because it's Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Nintendo can do no wrong. <laughs> like what, for what a game the, developer, what would you call the Wii U? What a flop! A complete flop. Well, a complete Wii flop, but that doesn't mean like, man. I I look up any Mario game for the Wii U. I guarantee it's led at like a nine or a oh, eight yeah, or something. True. on Metacritic. What was what was the one on Wii U called? New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Something uh, like that. The, I don't the even new know. Mario Kart didn't get too hot. Really, eight didn't get. Yeah, people I just thought... forgot about that. Okay, New Super Mario Bros. U. Metacritic. Uh, I mean, it's got to be uh, nines. I can't imagine it's less than. That might be an eight. Really? 84. Oh 84. Okay. Still, 84 okay. is pretty strong. That's a lot of 9, so, that's a lot of 10. So only two points better than Watch Dogs 2? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like, so yeah, like it's it's going to get... like I don't know. Game journalists just love filating Nintendo's first-party titles. I don't get it. Neither do I. Um, yeah, but not I was, only... Honestly, like it, I was never that impressed with Super Mario 64. I was, I was, but I saw it before it came out, and before it came out, it was magical. Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely stunning that you were seeing this in three dimensions, and that he was moving, and that his eyes, like, he was expressive. Um, It was, yeah, it blew my mind as a kid. I was, before, I don't know if I told the story or not, but I was working at a blockbuster then. Oh, yeah, no, you did. Before it came out. I did tell, then I won't tell it again. (laughs) Never mind. Go back and look at the the old episodes. God, I'm getting old. I'm repeating stories. What's a blockbuster? (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Um, oh, those those are old timey red boxes. Okay. <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> they, had pe- they had these people inside them. How? Well, they were really small. Anyway. <sighs> we were all alcoholics there. Every every night we would go to the bar after working, and none of us were actually old enough to go to the bar. We still went to the bar. <laughs> that place just drove you to drink. Oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so Nintendo. Hey. Yeah, did you Nintendo. ever see that South Park where Randy gets the blockbuster? No. Uh, was it's that amazing. the one where they're returning a, sh- a Shining re- parody? <laughs> oh, I thought it was the one they were where they were returning the video. No, oh, that, that's the Lord of the Ring one. Lord of the Rings yeah. one, but it was yeah. a little recently. Um, Randy gets a blockbuster, but no one goes to blockbuster. Everyone's shocked that it's open, 
And everyone's just like, don't go to the old blockbuster down the street. It's hainted. <laughs> and then, you know, Randy starts becoming. Isn't that you know, their word for when there's black people somewhere? It's a southern way to say haunted. Oh, okay. That, yeah, I guess it's eubonics. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm gonna you're gonna fall down on linguistics hole. But like he's just like Randy will pop up, you know, like Jack Nicholson with the shiny behind, you know, Shelley and be like, you know, actually, in lots of parts of the country, bandwidth isn't strong enough yet. People need like a hard copy. <laughs> okay, sure, Randy. <laughs> I loved Blockbuster. I was really sad when I went out of business. Yeah, it is kind of sad. Every time I drive by an old closed Blockbuster, I'm like, oh. I mean, how come <laughs> Barnes & Noble still exists for books? There's at least one left that's a major chain. Yeah, but there's something really romantic about a hardcover book. There really is. Yeah. I love a book. I Like, there's something tactical and tangible. Yeah, you can smell and, it. You know, you could say the same thing about a disc, I suppose, or a cartridge. But, but... it's nice to meet, you know, movie fans in person. You know, maybe what it is, is how you interact with a book is physical. You yeah. turn the mm-hmm. pages. And how you interact with the video games with the controller. It's a completely different thing. Maybe that's why. Maybe. And the same with movies. Yeah, you're not physically spinning the disc. That'd be exhausting. Wiki, 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 wiki. We already talked about DJ Hero. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there, there's, a lot, there's a lot of weird little dumb choices. Some people are complaining about the battery life. I don't feel like two and a half to six you, hours is bad. You couldn't ask for anything better than that. I, the, the battery life on the Joy-Cons is supposed to be really good. Give, give me a battery life of a major device you're happy with. Vita, Nothing. Vita actually yeah. is kind of amazing. Okay. Like, battery okay. R&D has been stagnant for 15 years. That's because they keep starting on fire when they're trying to make them better. I think they, yes, I think that might have been it. They, maybe they thought they cracked it, and <laughs> no. And then they started burning houses down. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, it takes three hours to charge the battery, but in the dock. But you can play it like the handheld style with uh, charging cord in it, so you can like yep. sit there on the couch playing your game while you're charging it. So that's okay. you know that's okay. Um, yeah, it's region free, which is nice. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, you know, okay, so you know when you've got it hooked up in the dock, you pull the Joy-Cons off from the side, you put the Joy-Cons into that little thing that turns the Joy-Cons into a little controller you hold in your hand? Mm-hmm. That thing can't be charged. Unless you buy a special one. Um, the, uh, uh yeah. They have, the, no, the Nintendo one. is selling, yeah, the stock one that comes with the system doesn't charge the Joy-Cons. Okay. They will sell you a different one for 40 bucks or whatever Holy that will shit. charge the okay. Joy-Con. At least I Apple waits for you to lose one first before, you know, bending over a table. Yeah, the accessories for this thing are ridiculously expensive. The Pro Controller is like 70 bucks. If you want a new dock, that's 90 bucks. <clears throat> um, two Joy-Cons is 70 bucks. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the, the accessories are, yeah, bend it over, take it. Oh, yeah, I heard that it has a slot for, like, a standard uh, 257 gig memory card. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. No, you can. You, if you have one, you can slap it right in there. Yeah. Like, that. I think that is, like, man, the Vita could fucking use that. And it's not, like, proprietary Sony format like there was for, like, yeah. the... the and yeah. it's, it's just, if you've got an SD card, slap it in. I'm kind of amazed SD, they would do that, though, given the piracy scene on their DSs. They must have something in there. I don't know. Well, I'm sure they had something on the 3DSs, too. <laughs> Maybe it's a problem they'll deal with after they have a market. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if people want it first, and then we kick out the pirates. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm definitely not buying a Switch, Alex. 
Uh, no way in hell. I'm gonna get my PS4 fixed first. Yeah, that's an no. intelligent thing to do. Yeah, no, so A Persona four, Five, B yeah. Persona Five, C Persona Five. Mm-hmm. D Horizon. Um, oh yeah, God, of course. But you got you got one pre-ordered. I do. Money's down. So when on Money's launch day down. you're gonna get this, you're gonna get Zelda. Yep. You're gonna go home, and because you're you, you're gonna beat Zelda in t- inside of a week. Yes, I will. Uh, so there's four hundred dollars about, and and then what am I going to do? Once with it? you're done with Zelda, what are you, you going to do? Wait until I Mario, I, I guess. Don't know. I may give Splatoon two a try, although there's no way I'm paying for the online for this. <laughs> I already pay for both PS Plus and Xbox Live Gold, so I am not adding another one to that. Um, there's also the added wrinkle that I contacted Gamefly today, who supplies most of my games. Yeah, they don't know if they're going to carry uh, Switch games. <laughs> so my rentals might be Redbox only, even if they do it. So, eh, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I have thought through all these logical things you're talking about, how it's going to be a one-game system where I'm going to play it once every six months. It's going to sit around, you know. But then I think about when Mario Kart comes out, and I have to go somewhere, mm. and I can whip it out and play two-player Mario Kart with my son on one device. Assuming those Joy-Cons still work by then. Mm. So there, there's a lot of little side benefits to it. It's it, it's almost it's almost like I'm not buying the console just for me. Yeah, it's actually one that I might more readily share with my filthy children. So it, it, it's. I mean, I also have, see, part of uh, part of it is, is that, I haven't told you guys this, in December of this year, I'm going to be gone for at least a week. i got to go to Hawaii. Oh, poor so, you. Yeah, well, poor me, i got to pay for it. Um, so is this like so, an awesome family vacation, or what's going on? Uh, my brother-in-law's getting married. Oh. And he get, wants to get married in Hawaii, so we're all going to go down there. Okay. And, I mean, I've been there once before. It's beautiful, but God damn, it's expensive. No. I, I don't want to, you know, speak ill of your brother-in-law, who I'm sure is an upstanding fellow, but isn't a destination wedding considered a dick move in most cultures? Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but he's also 45, and we never expected to be married, so... Oh, okay. We're going to give this to him. Cool, okay. And his fiance is a lovely woman, so... Okay. Yes, we're going to give it to him. Okay. But, yeah, the <laughs> ticket to Hawaii ain't free. Oh God, no! Just just being there is expensive. Just I mean, hotel food, stuff that you wouldn't think would be expensive is expensive. There. I know. Like I had a friend that like lived that like had family there, and he visited there. But like everyone just eats just fried spam all the time because they mm-hmm. can't afford to live in their own economy. Yeah, it's it's true. If you're not a rich tourist, you're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. So, it's one of the worst obesity rates in America. <sighs> I always, See, I always forget that it's part of America. It is weird, I, isn't it? I know that it is, but yeah, like I always forget. Like, isn't uh, uh, isn't Dwayne Johnson from Hawaii? No, he's Samoan. Oh, okay. No. He's not from Hawaii. Yep. Uh, See, but the problem is, the the finest ahi tuna sandwich I've ever had in my life I had in Hawaii, <laughs> because it was probably caught on a boat like just offshore, and it was like twenty bucks. So God, God damn it! You got what you paid for. <laughs> I did get what I paid for, but oh! <laughs> you know what? Some, sometimes that experience is worth it, though. Like I will, I will gladly go out and pay forty, fifty bucks for a really good steak. Yeah. And when you get a steak that you put it in your mouth and you start chewing, and all you can do is go, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that yes. is worth it. 
This yep. meat just turned into butter in my mouth. What the fuck? It tastes like beef, but that's not how beef should be physically. That's... How did you do that to the yeah. beef? <laughs> yeah, so you know, I can I, I can dig on that. But so all right, mm. well we've 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 drifted. So it's it's a uh, it's one yay, two nay on the switch. It's I am oddly positive about it. One of us falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we're going to call it an evening. Alex, thank you for joining us. Chance, thanks for talking. We will see everybody in a week.